All right, so I started this podcast. Who knows if it's going to go anywhere, but I just, these are very important topics, very important conversations that I think we need to have as Americans, and we don't do that kind of stuff anymore because we're all in our rabbit holes. Um, but I want to put, I want to put the serious stuff away and kind of talk about something fun because, you know, I'm asked all the time, I'm probably laughed at more than I'm asked about why I decided to be an actor or why I'm an actor or uh, what is it about acting that I like? What is it about film? What's my passions? So I'm going to do an episode on storytelling. It is a burning passion of mine. Um, I mean, telling I'm, I'm very much Ron Howard school of thought to do with the craft of directing where where we all love stories right we all love stories we're all built to understand stories we all we all can tell stories we all understand stories no matter what language we speak no matter where we're from no matter what culture we're a part of universally we love stories human beings love stories I really love I took this um, dream course in college that allowed me to learn about how different cultures handle dreams and it's fascinating how uh, certain cultures handle treat interact with experience dreams I mean it's a breathing living part of many cultures around the world and I, I find it to be a fascinating thing to talk about um, because when you talk about your dreams you end up creating an abstract world um, for your imagination to live in. You know, in Western society, Western culture, there's a detachment from our spiritual life, right? We don't have a coherent spiritual life. It's always attached to something external. Dreaming um, our spirit while we sleep is very spiritual, right? It's very um, earthy. It comes from everything that we're doing, everything that we want to do, everything that we've been through. Um, when our body is at rest, our mind is at work. And it's just, it was a fascinating course to take and I got to learn about, really, I got to appreciate how valuable dreams are. So many cultures around the world spend every morning when they get up telling stories about the dreams that they just had. And it really allows you to develop a rich spiritual life outside of church or outside of anything external because it comes from our spirit. It comes from who we are, who we want to be, who we were. I find stories to be the same vehicle for that kind of enrichment of the soul, right? I mean, it doesn't matter where we're from. There's a reason why Parasite won Best Film last year you know because it was the best film and it was a tremendous experience sprawling complex beautiful relevant contemporary um i mean i personally thought ford v ferrari was the best film but parasite was an amazing film you know what i mean and i just see stories as these powerful vehicles to really elicit a an emotion or a realization or you come away from it with a piece of knowledge that you didn't have before I mean that's really at the essence what a story should do is you should be taught something or you should learn something from the story you don't have to be taught something in order to learn something 
but I just I absolutely love films I love movies I love storytelling I love filmmaking the craft of filmmaking is the most complex and sprawling yet beautiful and simplistic experience you can imagine as an actor meeting a director and just hurling myself hurling my energy hurling my trust into his into his or her lap and literally doing whatever they tell me to do that's the beauty of being an actor for me but really the true beauty is to do that within a vehicle of importance and um, impact you know because I wanna I want to be the kind of storyteller that is a part of projects that really make an impact in people's lives I really want to challenge people I really want to um, make people think or make people feel which is probably the reason why I take on all of the bad guy roles because who doesn't like to be the bad guy right I love being the bad guy because you get to you're forced to see the world through those eyes and those it's not a fun pair of eyes to see the world through but you get to understand a certain element of human behavior that if you don't get to experience that you don't understand I love being the bad guy because I made mistakes in my past. I've treated people in a way that I regret later. So it it's a way for me to re-experience my own faults and um, just be a better human. There's nothing better than the first day of meeting a team right you get dropped into this if it's a cafe if it's a boardroom if it's a hallway if it's an audition room if it's a theater if it's a set whatever it is but you meet these people for the first time and you love them there's no other explanation for it right you walk into that room and you love everybody in that room and then when you run into a problem in the middle of your day after you've worked 10 hours and you have eight more 10 more hours to go maybe is that love comes back and it reminds you of why you're tired why you're exhausted why you have rings around your eyes why you haven't had good sleep for weeks it's because of that love it's because of that trust It's because of that story you know because really at the end of the day we're all storytellers and we all play different parts in telling stories I've yet to be a director but I can't wait to be. I know that whatever I end up directing is gonna surprise whoever paid for it. I know that whoever my actors are gonna be are gonna love working with me and I know that we're gonna laugh a lot and have a lot of fun along the way because that's how I see this work and I'm very lucky and fortunate to even be doing this <laughs> and I'm not I never I really never get up and lie to myself or poo-poo myself talk down to myself I mean I don't I probably don't give myself enough credit but I also don't deserve any credit because I haven't really done anything yet and that's to, that's no disrespect to any of the projects I've done or any of the people I've worked with but my goal my North Star my compass is on you know you know, American classics, new contemporary classics, or uh, impactful stuff. You know, I want to tell real stories. You know, there's nothing better than a film like Waves, where it brings together all kinds of contemporary elements, and it hurls us into this universe of, of in a very present and real and meaningful way. 
And those are all the movies I want to do. Really contemporary American films, you know, because there are stories out there that are not being told, and there are stories out there that need to be told. You know, one day I hope to be able to just tell all those stories, and I need to do a few things on my own to be able to show people that I can tell those stories. I mean, there's nothing better than telling stories. And that's why we all think we can direct, right? We all think we can direct because we can all tell stories. We all appreciate stories. We all love stories. The difference between Marty Scorsese and me and us is craft, right? He has a craft. And um, someone listening to this that has never been on a film set uh, needs to spend a lot of time learning about the craft and doing the craft. That's what I did. You know, I, I've spent I've spent the better part of three years, you know, spending thousands of hours on hundreds of film sets in New York City and up and down the Northeast, you know, and it's taught me a lot. It's taught me I've gotten to work in a, in a lot of intimate spaces. I've gotten to work on a lot of important work, and I've gotten to see what those projects look like and what those projects are, and that's all I want to do. That's all I want to do. I just want to do that. Uh, also, remember to have fun, right? Because we are actors. We should be having fun. Don't forget that. In the middle of all this, I know that the last thing we're doing is having fun, but we must remember to have fun. Remind yourself, who really has the power here? You know what I mean? And what I mean by that is who needs love? Who needs to be appreciated more than us as actors? It's casting directors, it's directors, it's managers, it's agents, it's producers, it's the people who facilitate our lives, right? They deserve all the respect and all the appreciation and all the love that we don't give them, right? I know the best actors uh, do, but I know a lot of other actors who do not appreciate casting directors as they should. And we must now get back to a balance. Our lives are enabled by these individuals, and they're tremendous individuals. They're hard workers. They work double the hours that we do. And we just have to rem remind ourselves to appreciate them and to love them. Because without them, we wouldn't have a job. <laughs> and there's nothing that I love more than getting acting jobs. There's nothing in the world. Probably the only thing that will overtake that love will be my first director job. But there is nothing better than meeting a director for the first time. There's nothing better than reading a script with your fellow actors for the first time. There's nothing better than these things. And as actors, we must appreciate when we do have a script and not take it for granted. Not rush to get the audition in, to do the audition in the way that we want to do it. Take the take time. Take your time. I mean, don't be, don't, don't take the casting director's time for granted, but take your time with it. Do it well. Do it in the best way you possibly can. Don't just do it. How do we make the next American classic? Well, if you're a writer, and you have an interesting story, or you have an interesting idea, or you went through a very real experience, you write about it. If you're a director, are you directing something just to direct? Or are you directing something because you have a message to deliver, or you have a lesson to teach, or you have a specific story you want to tell? 
make sure you know why you're holding a camera. Make sure you're fully on board with what you're going to ask your actor to do. And this has nothing to do with, you know, student indie stuff can keep doing whatever they want to do. But I'm just talking about classics. I want to make American classics. And we can't do that by uh, if people don't write about their lives or write about an experience or write about an idea that they have that they know to be true. That's what's going to make the next American classic. And we have to focus on doing that because once life gets back to normal, we have to have reasons for people to go to the theater. We have to have reasons for people to spend money and keep going to the theater. And we can do that by connecting with people. It's almost like you can tell when a script has been crafted solely for marketing purposes or solely for the ability to be sold versus a script that is a pure story. It jumps out at the page immediately. You know when a story is just going to fall flat and when the story is going to connect. Yeah, I'll never forget, you know, minutes into a movie like Waves, you know this is going to be good. You know they're going to dive into deep stuff, they're going to get into pain, they're going to get into loss, they're going to get into healing and transform, I mean, you know what I mean? You just, you sense it minutes into the film, which why it's a classic in my opinion. And those are the movies that I want to make. But we can't do that if people just solely tweet. I see people not appreciating writing, you know what I mean? We don't appreciate writing anymore, we don't read newspapers, we don't read anymore. But that's where stories come from. That's where the best movies have come from. That's where the best anything comes from, is writing. All of us live unique experiences. All of us have things to contribute to a story. We need people to want to tell stories. I do. But I also want to be hired by people to direct their stories. You know, we need a, an army of young people that want to share their experience because there are many, many, so many people that want to hear it. I am just a white dude. You know what I mean? Like I look around and I see people sabotaging their own potential. You know, I, my story is only a, a small sliver of what's going on in America today. You know, and I see people who should be superstars, but for whatever reason, prevent them from reaching their potential. And we have to put an end to that. We have to put an end to self-sabotage, you know, especially in the artist community. We need people to share their experiences. We need people to believe in their experiences. We need people to be confident in sharing their experiences. There's never been a better time to be a storyteller who isn't white. And that's a great thing. That's a fantastic thing. That means progress, right? So what are we waiting for? And you may be asking yourself, yeah, right. How can I do that? Do it. Don't think about it. Just do it. Stop waiting. Stop doubting. Stop perceiving things that aren't real. And just do it. Work hard. Sacrifice. And love. When you spend, when, when a person spends, you know, six weeks with Chase Irvin, do his thing, and... Um, spending a lot of time around a, a guy like Spike Lee or Gary Ross or Aaron Sorkin. When you spend a considerable, or Catherine Bigelow, when you spend a considerable amount of time around these individuals while they're practicing their craft, 
you get to pick up on a lot of different stuff. Like I really love, I always watched camera operators. I always appreciated the camera operator because their job function is probably the most important and they're never talked about rarely. So you pick up on things. You pick up on the best way to reveal a scene. You pick up on the best way to how to transition from a scene. You pick up on just the best angles, lighting. I'm always friends with the sound. You always want to befriend the sound guy because the sound guy has the key to your whole world. <laughs> if the sound ain't good, you ain't getting your world. So hire a good sound guy. Goal number one. But yeah, you mean you don't you don't know any of that stuff if you don't spend a lot of time on sets, if you don't go to film school, if you don't just spend a lot of time with the filmmaking craft. You know, I've spent years um, being a student. You know, it's it's time for me to take a step. It's time for me to do other things, and that's what I want to do. So I mean, it's 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 a it's a very exciting thing. It's just there's a different beast between writing and directing your own thing versus getting hired to direct someone else's thing. I know exactly what to do, I know exactly what notes to hit, and if you tell me the way you want to tell your story, then that's what I'm going to do, you know, and that's, it's really, I'm really fortunate to be in the business, and I'm very, I'm very, uh, I feel lucky. This time has made me feel more lucky. It hasn't made me sad. It makes me sad because I haven't seen any of the creative people that have filled my life for the past few years, and it's been my life and I miss it I miss it I miss the people I miss the work I miss the exhaustion I miss the late nights early mornings all of it I wouldn't trade it for the world and I just wish that I was able to tell more stories you know but so does every artist so I guess to wrap this is just a fun one I'm sure I'll do another deep dive into the craft at some point talk about more technical aspects of film but this is just a surface understanding of why I love film and why I think so many more people could be involved in the business but they for whatever reason aren't or choose to quit or choose to sabotage their own path by making certain decisions but that's another episode I'm, I will definitely do an episode about mental health um, considering that's my thing. So, but I just want to do a fun one and talk about a passion of mine and I hope you enjoyed it and have a great week.